0: Pretty smart, ladies. Because <laughs> people have opinions. This is beliefs, folly, an agreement podcast special with Michelle and Catherine.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to this Follies Follies and Angreement
0: special.
2: We are on our fourth episode, and we today we are talking about part four of the book The Foley Grail by Vanessa Theme ament And then we are going to share our sounds with you. And then you will get to hear what I'm sure at this point is a riveting, on the edge of your seat thriller. We
1: don't know what it sounds like yet, but you do. You know more than us. (laughs) It's very exciting doing this retroactively. I know we keep talking about it, but Michelle and I are such planners, such type A planners in our life. That to be doing something like this, where a huge Wild. part of it is left undone, is it, it's a big deal for us. So, yeah, this part, section four, is the practical concerns. Well, and I just want to remark, because I was a little hard
2: on uh, Vanessa Ament last week, but it felt like it had really been phoned in. it is made up for in this section she just so clearly loves this like just so clearly loves it and it just comes through in every single word of this section that this is just a complete passion and it really feels like an invitation to students who want to go into Foley in in a fair and like like there's so many little lines of just like practical advice it feels so um like such goodwill mentorship right like this is yes absolutely yeah it just you know I'm not trying to be a Foley artist but I think if I was and I read this section I would feel very hugged right and be like here's (laughs) a you are welcome you are welcome into this community and it was it was that was nice
1: if last week was a distant quick phone call this week is showing up at your door and giving you a bear hug absolutely this was my favorite section no, I was so inspired by this section. I put myself in danger. Safety glasses were involved for my noise. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And like you said, there's very practical advice. There are some amazing little antidotes, little anecdotes, little stories. But of course, we we start chapter eight, the first part of this section. Where else would it start? Walking. Walking so much walking (laughs) oh and the description of like shoe
2: shopping and like how many different ways did she tell you not to judge a shoe by the way that it looks just just adamant like you cannot you don't know what sound it's going to make unless you put it on your foot and then tap it onto a lot of different surfaces you can't be sure don't write anything off and don't assume i i particularly love the anecdotes where there was some director telling somebody to do it a specific way, like to wear these tap shoes or wear these heels and the, the full artist being like, Oh, okay. And doing it. And then also recording it the way that they knew would work. So that when
1: they threw right. out that track
2: being like, Oh, well, I just happen to have this spare track recorded with the
1: correct materials." It sounds exactly the way it should. Oh yeah. There was a lot of complaints about when directors stepped in because they were so visual and they said well what you're doing doesn't look right and they're like well that's not our thing i love that she was like you will know anyone that works at a shoe store i guess this is a common occurrence at least in la probably or new york um most people try the shoes on walk around but a Foley artist will go and say, where's the hardest surface you have in this store? And start, like, banging around. And that's how you can tell a Foley
2: artist. And, um, and they intentionally seek out hard surfaces because she had very unkind
1: words to say about carpet. Carpet is apparently just the devil. Yeah. Not good. And then, much like in week one, when we learned, like, different cultures have different forms of Foley, I was fascinated to learn, um, she says, that... Julian Nauden relates that when he works in films made for Denmark, Sweden, or Iceland, he uses very soft-soled shoes because people in those countries walk very soft and wear softer shoes. The aesthetic in that part of Europe is different. When he works on other European films, he uses leather-soled shoes because that is the aesthetic for Western Europe. So just the different ways people walk in different parts of the world have to be taken into consideration. It's
2: almost like you, like you fully with an accent. Like, isn't that just
1: <gasps> yeah. really delightful? That is delightful. Wha- talking about bare feet and walking in bare feet is very difficult, and much like yeah, you have well, to know she, your shoes, you got to know your own foot. So she says that her foot, if she does
2: bare barefoot work, like her, her feet will like crack. And so she has to like be prepared for that. And I guess I just, I hadn't really thought about the physicality of Foley, but I also loved that she had that whole section in there that's like, you cannot judge a Foley artist by the way that they look either. Like just because somebody is like a heavy, big person doesn't mean they're going to have heavy, big footsteps. And um, and she goes on to say, you know, like m- men can fully walk for female characters and uh, people who are physically disabled can still do Foley, like just that it, you can't, you can't assume what sounds somebody is going to be able to produce by the way they look or the physical abilities that they have.
1: Yeah. Foley, she repeated again and again, like Foley has no gender, walking has no gender. Um, Sometimes for high heels, it can be more difficult to find larger size high heels, but not always. But then even if she said you can't find high heels that fit you, most Foley artists, can make a normal shoe sound like a high heel just through their skill which was so cool it reminded me last week when you talked about the artist who could get all of the boat sounds from one chair and she talks about a foot that way you have to know what the ball of the foot does and the toes and heel toe versus side to side and it was just I'm into walking now. I thought I was tired of walking, but I'm re-excited re about walking.
2: <laughs> I, it is hard to read this section through her voice and not get excited about it because it is very clear that she cares deeply about getting it right, you know? And I think that I I am such a sucker for somebody finding what they love to do and watching them do it. Like that's my drug of choice. Like yes please Absolutely. show me people show me people doing the thing that they love and i feel like this chapter felt like that like oh this is somebody doing what they love learned that she she fully diehard i think that was
1: was this chapter yeah. the first time that she's mentioned so that it is that she did the fully for diehard and all the walking and diehard is her when you see bruce willis with the business
2: on the glass that's that's her that's her doing that's it her. i feel
1: like that's she buried her. the lead a little bit there i'm like
2: why didn't I you know. why didn't
1: you him with that from the beginning not everybody's going to get to this section. She is like, yeah, like you are the top of the top. If you're doing Bruce Willis Foley art, walking on broken glass. Amazing. Which she did, she said, by with like, um, I think she said with her hand protected, she kind of made the broken glass noise and overlaid that with the sound of her bare foot walking if anyone wants to know how that is done
2: well and speaking of knowing how things are done i love because i think that when we first conceived of this project and we ordered this book that we had not read yet we assumed there would be a lot of like how to make this sound how to make this sound and it is not and this chapter still doesn't give you like i mean i i think they make it very clear she makes it very clear in this chapter that she can't give you a step-by-step guide for how to make different sounds because that's just not what Foley artists do it's not like there's a a set catalog of and here's what you do if you need horse hooves and here's what you do like it's it's always an art and you can study what other people do and get tips and tricks from them but it's it's always an experiment but I do think we get a little bit more since this is the practical chapter just ideas to go off of which I right I, my sounds definitely reflect
1: <laughs> <laughs> as to my mine. mine might be a little more literal but um No, I think we finally broken through because, yes, we wanted like an instruction manual. We didn't get it. There might have been some frustration at first, but I think it is an instruction manual in that you have it takes. We, you know, we've been doing this maybe a month max at this point, but I do feel like I'm getting better at it. I'm I'm really it's something you just have to do you have to do it to do it whole world
2: differently. Like I just walked through my house being like, I wonder what sound that would make if I hit something with it. I wonder what sound that would make if I pushed on it. Like you just, it's really interesting. The, the way that like reading this has made me look at things.
1: Oh, absolutely. I go around my house, banging on things, holding them up. Oh, it it is so fun. I, I mean, if anyone has the time, to do this to spend on this spend a month making art because it does give you a new understanding of the world which i'm very thankful for she's very thankful yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man mine was very therapeutic this week so there you go there you go oh um
2: we i my favorite part of this chapter which we kind of already mentioned like the people being like yeah yeah okay director i'll do it the way you want but that's not going to work It was when Allison D. Moore was using a can opener as a gun and the director was like, no, you can't use that. Use this. And she was like, So she went behind a baffle that blocked her view (laughs) from the person who had said that to her and performed it. And the mixer said, oh, that was great. What did you use? And she's like, the can opener. Uh, So she literally went and Hit it. <laughs> she could prove that she knew what she was doing. And I just, I loved that moment. I feel like it's such a great metaphor for a lot of things.
1: A lot of things. If only we could have those scrimshaws in our life and just be like, hey, buddy, I'm going to put this scrimshaw I'm going to put my baffle up, up, up and we'll just my see how it. My expertise baffle <laughs> yeah. right now. We all need metaphorical expertise baffles yes. in your life. Um, and that comes again like there was a story. Um, Jerry Trent who's a Foley artist that she speaks very highly of and it says um, he was working on the movie The Turning Point which involves Mikhail Baryshnikov super famous one of the best male ballet dancers of all time Um, and he does all these turns and so Jerry Trent had to go and do the Foley art for Baryshnikov's dancing and the choreographer was very concerned and he that that this air just couldn't dance like barishnikov cuz of course he couldn't right. who can um and he said can you do as many turns as barishnikov can you stay in the air as long as barishnikov and jerry in his typical dry delivery replied i don't have to i don't have to do the same steps they just have to sound like the steps i can do pretty much all of this sitting down And then proceeded to do most of it sitting down,
2: which I think is also a great metaphor for like very specialized skills. People just don't understand them. And I'm not up on any high horse. Like I hire people to do things all the time that I'm sure they're like, ma'am, this is very sad. I'm like, please (laughs) just do it. Please just take my money and do it. And don't make me do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I get hired to do things
2: sometimes uh, as a freelancer that I'm like, this is. 35 seconds of work, but I guess it is 35 seconds that they really don't know how to do and that they're really frustrated by. And so I'm like, oh, okay, like, sure, I'll do that for you. So I think that just that it's kind of the other side of the baffle, right? Like, you don't know what's going on, but you know what you need to come out of it. And, you know, sometimes what you're paying for is not the labor in that moment, but all of the expertise and work that led up to them being able to do that labor so efficiently.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Paying for the training. The world needs to recognize that more, that you're not paying for the actual time. You're paying for the skill and everything it took to make that skill. Um, Man, I almost, I'm going to say this because I don't, you know, the reading's done. I've already done my noise, but as I was doing the reading, I desperately wanted this to be my noise and I'm not going to. But I think maybe we should try to find a way to sneak it into our story if we can. But my or maybe favorite- we already have. <laughs> maybe we Already have. So yeah, retroactively, we're just trying to get you to listen and listen and listen to all the episodes. <laughs> You're just gonna play and this on again. So many again. It's the a rest giant trap. <laughs> yep. Um, they're talking about animals because not only do you have to do steps for people and ballet dancers and such, but animals and how do you make these noises for animals they say a lot of times for clawed animals they'll put like gloves with nails on the fingers to do that um there is the classic and you and I especially as youths were huge Monty Python fans so this is near and dear to my heart that there is the coconuts that is really used for horses
2: and as we know, it was very effective. But now I'm like, oh, so in Monty Python, they were probably manually doing the coconuts and then somebody else <gasps> had to go do the coconuts to fully them on the coconuts.
1: Brain exploded. They had to fully the foley. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. That's amazing. Oh, I want to know that story. That's a whole other podcast and agreement special where we go and try to track out, do like a, you know, an oral history of the art of the coconuts of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Weird but anyway, what, yeah, yeah. what I was reading about animals, um, they say it's, you know, they're talking about a artist that performs movements for foxes and giraffes, wolves, lions, elephants, fish, kangaroos, bears, monkeys, and birds. And then for one documentary about animals that reproduce Yes, she used pineapples for crocodiles having sex in water.
2: And aren't you just so curious about what was happening? Like, I, 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 paused for a long time and reread that passage. I'm like, what are they? What do they do? How?
1: How? Pineapples and why pineapples specifically? Like, I just, is it because? I mean, they look a little like. I know. I know it's not visual. I know we can't judge a sound by its looks. But like the skin of a pineapple is scaly, is hard right. and scaly. But like I was just like, is she cutting them open? Is she just banging them against each other and like a rubbing sound? I gotta know. I really, I, I wish that it said what documentary
2: it was because I would go watch. I guess absolutely, I would go watch some
1: crocodile porn just so I could listen. You to know fully. how at Trader Joe's they kind of they're trained to make conversation with you. I really was this close to going to Trader Joe's just so I could buy two pineapples. I'd be like, what are these pineapples for? I'm like to make the sounds of crocodiles having sex. So I wasn't,
2: this would, if we were doing traditional agreement right now, this would have been my weird thing for the week, but it is oddly connected right now. So I'm just going to drop it in for fun. You know, why not? Um, I am reading. We are all the same in the dark. You read that? No, but I it is it is in my library queue based on your recommendation is, of
1: the writing. I have not
2: gotten to the end yet. I am 90% through according to my Kindle app. So I will finish it tonight, I'm sure, and not sleep, but you know. Um, And this is not a spoiler at all because it is completely, you know, it's not part of the plot. But there is a scene in there where somebody is freaked out and walks up on something and they're like, oh, it's just a crow having sex with a dead crow because sometimes they do that. And I was like, some, sometimes they do, what, what? Stop. Excuse me. And, and it was just very casually dropped in. Like that was common knowledge for for the reader. And I was like, I what? <laughs> so then I had to look it up. And there is a very interestingly written article by a woman who studies crows about all how the first time that they saw this behavior, they weren't sure what to do with it. And they didn't want to tell anybody because they didn't want people to think they were weird. And (laughs) then, so then they created all of these scenarios to try to see if it would be recreated and all of them like, well, now you're weird. Um, And like, they like broke it down in percentages for like the different ways that crows respond to dead crows. And sometimes it is with copulation of the deceased crow. Wow.
1: I wonder what you would use to fully that. That's what I was gonna ask. I mean, we have bird bird flapping noises. Yeah, and then yeah. we just need what like fruit or vegetable. Okay. I'm doing my hands like this. <laughs> um, feather dusters, always feather dusters. Which got brought up. She talks this week's about this week about how to make bird flapping noises, and there was nothing that would have helped me because the advice was feather dusters once again. Also, while I'm while I'm talking about noises, I have to uh I wasn't wrong last week, but I want to elaborate. Last week I said ET was made by putting jello in a pillow. My well, favorite guess what? in this section. My favorite line from this whole book so far is in this section. Well, I will let you I'll let you read your favorite, you should say your favorite line, but I will quickly say just to correct myself last week that while they did at one point use a bag of jello or a pillowcase of jello for et that was not the primary sound of et the primary sound of et because he did steven spielberg wanted him to sound liquidy and friendly was a package of liver because it made quote a cheery little sound <laughs> She sound of liver. And
2: then there's a story of the Foley artist who had to keep going in and getting a fresh package of liver because obviously you're not going to get the same sound quality day after day. And so even if walk, you did, you wouldn't want to have to deal with that at all. She would walk into the store to buy her liver and her Foley attire, leotards and Foley shoes. And one time she heard the cashier whisper to the person he was chatting with,
1: that's the woman who listens to the liver. <laughs> I don't know, man, if I could like relive a life or be <laughs> reincarnated, like instead of full reincarnation, if you could do a reincarnation as jobs, which I guess is a thing you can do, being a Foley artist would be really, if you could, if you were good at it and you could be a top Foley artist, it just seems wild and awesome.
2: I mean, there, there are worse ways to be remembered in the world than the woman who listens to liver.
1: Well, oh, absolutely. I want to be the person who's stomping on the hardest surface in the sh- shoe store and listening to the meat in the grocery store and be like, this is my job, though. This is for my job. I'm getting paid to do this in my leotard. I, I, I liked learning that the Foley outfit of choice, the uniform for Foley you need was- You a lot not of a- flexibility. You're going to be-
2: Physical? But also,
1: I was thinking if so much foliage is made with cloth, you can't, you can't wear these clothes. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have tight clothes so that your stuff doesn't get in the way.
2: You don't become an unintentional part of your art.
1: Absolutely.
2: Oh, well, while we're talking about specific stories, what about the one from Antichrist? <laughs> <laughs> Lars oh von Trier wanted the sound of the inside of a man.
1: And the foliage artist was like, I could not do this of course. <laughs> um I definitely have that highlighted and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it verbatim because it was amazing. Please do. Please do. When working on Antichrist, Julian Nauen relates that the director Lars von Trier wanted the sound of the inside of a man's body. Nauen said, "I could not do this of course." So he put a microphone inside a raw chicken and another microphone on the floor close to the chicken. He then manipulated the chicken to give Von Trier the sound he wanted. Nowden considers Von Trier to be easy to work with because he knows what he wants. We have many brainstorms before the movie, which is hilarious because Lars Von Trier is known to be a very difficult to work with director. Like one of the most difficult that there are actresses who work with him and say never again. Like Bjork quit acting entirely because of him apparently she would go on set for dancer in the dark every day and spit on him and say i hate you and then never acted again until like the northsman for a hot second which was a i did not like that movie by the way
2: but so maybe what an actor needs to thrive and what a foley artist needs to thrive is just not not the same kind of direction very very different direction yeah which I love that to be like Lars von is very easy to work with (laughs) we're we're at the end of this chapter with that and I think that this very last section made me kind of again it felt like that like if the beginning of this section was was her bringing you in for a warm hug and welcoming you into the fold this is like pushing the bird out of the nest a little bit right like now go fly um but it's kind of sad because she's basically like, look. You've got to c- come to terms with the fact that you are going to know how to do something and someone with more power than you is going to refuse to let you do it or you're going to do it and the cut is not going to make it into the film and you're going to know it could have been better. And, sh- and she says that line, she said, um, where, where does she Oh, It is a life lesson. I am still grappling with it. Just felt so
1: vulnerable. Like, it. yes. Vulnerable is exactly the word I thought with that. And it's a way it's like this kind of radical vulnerability that when I'm teaching, I try to do to be like, here's how I struggle still. I loved it. I just loved it. What about when they tried to make this sound of an atom bomb before anyone knew what an atom bomb sounded like?
3: And
2: I was thinking about how crazy would it be? If, like, you foleyed a sound that became such a standard for that thing, but then when that, whatever it was, there was some situation where you had created something futuristic, but then the actual sound that comes out whenever that thing is invented or we have access to it is nothing like it. Like, the real sound would sound fake
1: because your fully had become the standard, you know? When when an alien comes down and doesn't sound like liver, we're not going to believe it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a... You're not friendly and liquidy
2: out of here. (laughs) We come back with some friendly and liquidy aliens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want. Screw you. Screw you, alien. So yeah, I just, that's that's about all I have to say about this other than by far the best section. I understand why walking is so important now. I understand not how to be a fully artist, but I feel like I'm beginning to understand why you can't write like an instructional how-to guide. And I'm understanding, like, I think
2: that she's right when she says, like, this job can't be replaced by machines because it it is an artistry. Like, it's very personalized and um, impromptu, and just it's. I'm I'm really impressed by the kind of work that these people are doing, and I enjoy watching TV and movies more now. Watch like looking for that Absolutely. artistry. In there.
1: Yeah. I am I think week one, I was very like, it's an art. It is an art. You guys, everybody, this is an art. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Just stop and pause and watch our transformation of appreciation of fully art as it slowly changes our lives and our perspective of the
2: world. So some but people yeah. run off to join the circus and you'll be like, where, where did Michelle and Catherine go? We're just trying
1: to break into the full artist. Please Walking. give us a chance. We can walk. We can walk. <laughs> I'm really working on my walking. That was something she said, like one of her first days, she went in and they're like, do this walking and she couldn't do it. And she was so she's like, this is going to be hard. But in that way, I think that if you have anything like I know when I got to grad school and I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know the kind of hard it was going to be. And it was like, oh, this is hard. But in a way that was exciting. And you're like, I want to dedicate myself to this. And she had that moment with Foley that no matter how hard it is, she wanted to do it. She wanted to be really good at it. And she was, and it's just so great. And then we get to read about it. So we take it all back from last week, although that chapter was phoned in. This one was not.
2: I almost wonder, because you know, this is the second edition. I almost wonder if that chapter was added later
1: yes
2: and like, like somebody told her she needed to like this you can't have a Foley book without a section on video games and she's like fine <laughs> here it is
1: do you know that i was bruce willis's feet and die hard right i want to talk about the walking yeah. clearly
2: <laughs> so sounds let's do sounds
1: You go first. I'm going to edit that out. It is absolutely your turn to go first. I
2: Um, am going to send you a sound first. That is not the sound that I end up using as my sound this week. But I did. I was inspired by a specific passage in this chapter. So I'm going to send this one first. Sound one. That's the right face
1: for it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that was very moist. That was very gooey. Um, oh, that's an affecting sound.
2: So um there was a section in here about the specialized sounds and techniques for horror and how if they had like somebody <sighs> getting like <sighs> stabbed or like you know they're bleeding out and like gushing wounds those sorts of things that they would use laundry detergent on their hands and so that this is my attempt at that
1: amazing should i listen what's sound three should i listen to that sound three is my actual
2: solution for the week so okay i'll let you guess it
1: at what i'm thinking for it before i reveal I'm gonna say that is a tin can marionette running across a floor.
3: <laughs> Makes me I mean, think like, like how puppety. it was made,
1: like like the way it feels puppety to me,
2: the movement. So I was imagining since we have all of these robots, and I know that this episode that we have not written yet as of this recording, but this episode is going to involve. Um, some tensions with the robot. So I was imagining something getting, maybe another robot getting run over by a robot. So, like a. Ooh.
1: Crunchy. Crunchy. Yeah. yeah. Am I right that tin cans were involved? It's like, yeah, like soda cans. Did you roll a. S- I want to say you rolled a soda can over another soda can, but I feel like that would be more. <laughs> How did you make that?
2: So I experimented with a couple of different surfaces to to kind of roll squish them on. And the one that I liked the best, the one that I sent, is inside of my bathroom sink with the um the, the phone kind of on the edge so that it got sort of echoey. So I'm rolling and squishing the two cans into the sink and getting the echo
1: around it. How has your family responded to this? They it's weren't the they weren't around. You for do. This. Okay, I just like that. I currently am alone in my home, so there's yeah. no one to see this. Although, um, I will tell you, I raised some concern with a question I asked my husband over the phone making this sound, but I don't want to tell you yet because I want you to hear the sound. I love the no, that one will be very useful. And I like that we're thinking about since so much is about walking, our robots don't really walk. Yeah, they don't really have steps. Oh, he's gonna, oh, I wonder. I wonder uh, what robot's gonna get crushed over by another robot. Stay tuned everyone, you'll see, you'll see. Okay, so let me find my noise.
2: I'm thinking of like rats scratching or bugs <laughs> no no my way off no
1: way off way oh off. man I, I made this noise and I listened to him like this is it this is so obvious what this noise is <laughs> so that's walking on glass oh well no I can
2: I mean if you asked me how did I make that noise I would have said walking on glass I was...
1: Would it not have necessarily... Oh, I see. I what I was going for <laughs> if I was being... You didn't think what? I didn't think you trapped a bunch of rats and forced them to... Right, I see. So there's the how you made it versus what No, I-, I made it not kind of by walking on glass, but... I did just want it to be walking on glass for the, for the sake of our narrative and story, it's going to be walking on glass. Okay. I want it to be, I was so inspired by the Bruce Willis story. That Ooh, I, wanted I, I have a way we can get that on into glass.
2: This, I think, yeah, we could definitely get that into the, into
1: this story. So it was pretty straightforward how I did it. I did. Um, It was also, I would say maybe a little convenient and, because I was lazy not in the way you would think I was not lazy because of the noise so I called my husband up and I said I went down to our toolbox in the basement there wasn't a hammer there and so I had I called him and said where's our hammer and it was in the shed and I said do you think like how hard do you think it's going to be to break a mason jar and he's like what are you doing (laughs) so there's this mason jar that I've had in my sink they're strong they're strong and there's, a, and you know, I could have found more easily breakable glass, but there is a mason jar that I was using to like root plant clippings in and to propagate plants. And I for went on vacation and I forgot about it. And all the plants died and glued themselves to the side. And I've been soaking this mason jar for a week and I just don't want to wash it. I looked at that mason jar and said, We're gonna do broken glass walking. So yeah, I took it like mason jar. I was, yeah, I was very safe. I um also, I give a lot of things new life. Um, one of my tote bags from an academic conference, the strap broke this week. so I put i I got safety goggles. I did wear safety goggles. I put the mason jar in the tote bag, put it all on a cardboard box. And just smashed it with a hammer. Did you record that part? I did. Okay. I did. Um, do you want to hear that part? Yes.
2: That is somebody murdering a robot right there. <gasps> that
1: is. There you go. Robot murder. Oh, no robot has to get murdered. I mean, or maybe, maybe it's the robot who murdered the. Maybe it's justice. Oh. <gasps> The robot that get run got gets run over. Vigilante robot just maybe I don't. We're not are not going to spoil the whole story for you. I don't know, but you know. Yeah, none Could of be. this has been done. So yeah, so I I wrapped it up. I put it in a box. I put on safety glasses. Smashed it with a hammer, and then to get the sound of walking on it, I put a rag over the bag, and gently. Gently with my foot, just walked, just kind of walked on it with my foot. So that is my broken glass noise. Nice. Broken glass walk. Thank you. It was very fun. This was probably the most fun week I've had. Hey. So there we go. We have rolling, crushing robot noise and walking Walking on broken glass. glass. Stay tuned. Here you go. See how we use it. Murder a robot. There's a reason to have some glass on the floor. And maybe murdering a human because you have those gushy gushy noises. we don't. We don't we want yeah. we we to kill hey, people in this. We don't. We've decided, but maybe now we have to. And if we do, it's all Michelle's fault for making a noise too good. I, that was not my official noise. I know, but it's really good. I want to snap some celery for broken bones. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Oh, sorry. I'm attending to my bloody nose. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy our story.
0: Doubt, remember, we left off with a symphony of robot routine, a choreography of simulated synchronicity, a menagerie of automated. Mm -hmm. Come on. Right, right. Sorry. Suffice it to say that there were a whole lot of robots going on. And things may have just gone on that way for all eternity. But then the wall broke. Like the fourth wall? I think we've already broken that. No, no, like the actual wall. Just listen.
3: identity not confirmed. Please
0: present barcode for scanning. Please
3: present barcode for scanning. Please present barcode for scanning. Barcodes for
0: sta- I don't know where to buy a barcard. Barcode card, not read, identity not confirmed. Identity not confirmed. Identity not confirmed. Proceed with code 38BX1 as designed by manager. Manager, yes, yes. Go three eight BX star mission. Woohoo! <laughs> What is that all about? Intruder! Intruder! 3 8 9 Fail! Stop,
3: Stop! Just listen to me! I need to speak to the manager!
0: Reach! 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 Request the manager!
3: to the manager. Manager? Manager! Yeah! The manager! I want to speak to the manager! Manager? That's right. You better go find him. I need to talk to him now. I will find manager! Manager! And what about the rest of you just standing there? Can't you see I cut my darn feet open getting in? And just look at my hands and all this glass just laying around. Do something
0: playing Do something by Yuri Missouri. Assistance required. Assistance required. Are your airways clear? Verbal reply. Verbal reply. In present. It The downloads initiation begins in 50, 49, 48, 47,
3: Ouch! Hey! What are you doing? Stop with the
0: sweeping! You're it's getting time. more glass of Hey! Ow! Ow! No verbal reply detected. Beginning airway clear. Stand back. Airway clearing in progress now.
3: Stop it! Hey, stop it! All of you, stop it! Look, you! There! Mr. Countdown, you can just chill! I'm going to go find something to fix my hands and feet since none of you are any help, and then you. Yeah, yeah you, the one that looks like the shop vac on acid, you clean up, and then, Mr. Trash Face, show me how to get to the medical supplies, okay?
0: Escorting to medical supplies, please
3: follow. Sheesh, the things you have to do to get any help these days.
0: Intruder! Intruder! Escorting to medical supplies. Intruders cannot be escorted. Escort cancel. Escort cancel. Intruder! Intruder! Escorting. Escort cancel. Escorting to medical supplies. Intruders cannot cannot be escorted. arrived at the end of another episode and yet there is still no manager to be found. Tim! Uh, uh, no, I got it right this time. You two just need to make up your minds. I'm just reading the script here, you know. You're the ones putting the wrong words in my mouth, and then when you try to put the right words in my mouth, you do this clever little callback switcheroo to make me look dumb with the wrong right words. Well, you know what? Uh, You know what? Your face is dumb. Screw this. Screw you. I'm going home. Sorry.